ho, ho, and a happy holidays here on the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Mbessi, here for our very special holiday special, along with Mr. Stephen Radford. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And Pixel Bar. Happy holidays. Normally I say what the show's about, but it's Christmas. We're here. It's the end of the year special. We're going to be talking about our favorite games this year, games we missed out on, games we're looking forward to in 2019. We're reading your ridiculous Christmas mail. Steve and I are going to have to sing. It's going to be a jam-packed show. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, But let's start with sort of the headline, Game of the Year discussion. You know, I think we kind of decided we didn't want to go for a super traditional Game of the Year this year. Um, We wanted to go for more of like a smattering of of the five best games that we played on Switch, especially because so many games are coming to Switch that have already been released other places. And, you know, Steve only plays games that are five years old. We wanted to make (laughs) sure that we were representing the best offerings that Nintendo Switch had in 2018. So, Steve, uh, why don't you start? We're going to go round robin style. Why don't you start with your number five pick? My number five, a game from this year, Wonder Song. Oh shit! I know it's, it's <laughs> insane. Who'd have thought it? Uh, no, this was a this was a game I reviewed for the site, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected. It's a really cute little platformer, story driven, very similar to kind of a Night in the Woods, but um, a little bit more cutesy. It has a really cool interesting paradigm of you know use music and that's the kind of driving force throughout the game i don't know if either of you have picked it up or played it no but i did edit your review so i have like a good idea of like what it looks like okay yeah it's this kind of the visual style is kind of like paper sort of like paper mario kind of thing um but yeah i, I recommend if you want to learn more about it, go over to lootpots.com and you can check out my review over there excellent plug Pixel, what about your number five pick? So number five for me is Pokemon Let's Go and Pikachu Edition, because that's the one I played. And if you don't know what Pokemon Let's Go is, then you've been living under a rock. So <laughs> We've also talked about it on like the last, like I don't know, three or four episodes or something. I so. think there's only one episode where we haven't mentioned it. <laughs> so if you're a new listener and you don't know, Pokemon Let's Go is... Some people say it's a dumbed-down version of Pokemon, but basically it's Pokemon. It's a first-gen remade. It's Pokemon Yellow remade specifically, and they've done it in HD, and they've replaced some of the mechanics with questionably be better or worse versions. So instead yeah, of depending back- on what you're talking about, <laughs> yeah, it's like you basically it's got the Pokemon Go catching mechanic built into it. Otherwise, it's a pretty standard Pokemon game. Apart from the one thing that I loved about it was seeing Pokemon in the overworld, and I hope that stays for future games as well. What about the removal of Bill's PC? I know that was controversial. Oh, no, for that you was before. the worst thing. That was actually the worst thing about the game. It could have just been Pokemon. Could have been Pokemon Go with Bill's PC, and I would have been happy. <laughs> I I really like that change for post game. I think during the actual game itself. I'd, I'd rather have it be spread out, but I did like that in terms of, like, when the game's over, you don't have to fly somewhere whenever you want to switch up your party. Very convenient. Especially yeah. if you're, yeah. like, a, a regular competitive player. The one place I really disliked the change was in the uh, the final four, where you can just switch in between each uh, each one of them, the Elite Four. Yeah, it's funny, because, like, I remember when you called that out, I was like, oh, that does kind of ruin it. But I didn't actually train any other Pokemon aside from my Core 6, so I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, it doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> What's your number five, Pete? My number five is Super Mario Party. Interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed this game quite a bit. I think it definitely has some significant problems that we discussed uh, in our two kind of like, you know, uh, impressions on it 
a few weeks back. I think the economy is a little messed up by how inexpensive stars are. I think they give out way too many consolation coins for a game where stars only cost 10 coins. Like there, there are some issues with it that I would like to see addressed in a successor, but this is the first good Mario party game since the GameCube. And that's significant. The time I have spent with it has been super fun. And despite the, the problems that I mentioned, it's still Mario party in all the ways that count. And it's a game that I imagine I'll be playing for years to come for sure. Yeah, my absolute favorite mode, new mode they've added is the the rhythm games, where it's kind of like uses the the beat of HD Rumble, and you have to like do the the moves in time with the beat. Me and my family had a massive time, uh, massive fun time playing playing those. Yeah, I, I can't wait to pull that out on Christmas when I go to visit my family and everything, and like none of them have have messed with the Switch at all, really. So I'm really excited to like set it up and you know like get the party game atmosphere going with that. So uh, Mario Party is, is a really great time. And I think a lot of people kind of slept on it because it was sandwiched between a lot of other bigger releases or like there were yeah. bigger releases coming up. So if uh, for whatever reason you missed the boat on this one and you're on the fence, I would definitely recommend giving it a shot. Especially if you're like uh, a Mario Party fan, like you said, this is really the best one since probably Mario Party 5 on the GameCube. Yeah. And then forget the weird microphone ones on the GameCube. They're all right, but they're a bit strange. Yeah. So, Steve, what about you for number four? My number four is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. So we already discussed it with uh, with, with Pixels. So glad I went first. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, I went second, but it's lower you down on my You did go second, yeah. I just thought the game was better than you, or you did, obviously. Or maybe I've played better games. Oh, mm. no. Well, I, I, I think it's a bit both, to be honest, because I like, I, like we've discussed before, I, I like the catching mechanic in the game. So, What's your number four? My number four? Yeah, your number four. Yes, I'm so glad we allowed games that were released way before. 2018 you didn't want to like we had this discussion <laughs> and i was arguing for allowing old games in because most that's because every other yours game would be on the, like the bloody nes classic games you just reel off five nes classic games and some Sega NES game out baseball of <laughs> <laughs> yeah my number four is akami or akami i'm not sure how you pronounce it hd so I picked that up on Switch, and I'd only played half of it on the Wii before, so it gave me a chance to finally actually finish the game. Have you got the Wii copy with the photoshopped cover that they stole from like IGN? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest thing. Uh, no, I never actually checked. I don't have my Wii U anymore <laughs> of the game, so I probably did. But on Switch, it's perfect, especially because the drawing mechanic in it translates over to the Joy-Cons, so you can... It's like having the Wiimote and still being able to play it kind of the way I originally first played it. Whether that's how it was originally intended to be played or not, I'm not sure, but it works really well, so I was very happy. I have very little idea of what this game is about. I've just visually seen it, and it looks pretty. And you play as, like, a wolf, right? Yeah, yeah. so you play as a... I can't remember, it's Amatsuru or something? It's a, Amaterasu, I think? Yeah, so it's a, it's like a... I think it's a sun goddess, and you take on the form of this white wolf. It's like a legendary wolf that protected this village over time. Anyway, you come back in there, and you play as that wolf that then becomes the main character that you control. I'd say it's comparable to Zelda in some ways, um, especially with Twilight Princess, where you play as a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where they got that idea from. But 
is a lot better in my opinion and you're always limited to playing as this wolf essentially for most of the game i don't know it's hard to explain without giving away the game yeah i, I know you like you put a video up on our uh our youtube channel and it was like skip to this point if you want to miss like the story because i think it seems quite story driven yeah, it's very very story driven i think like the first 40 minutes of it are literally story but yeah i definitely recommend if, if you like the art style and you like sort of zelda type games um and you don't mind using motion controls to kind of draw special attacks so it's forced motion controls how does it no, work it's not forced handheld? you can use the joy con um little analog sticks or the pro controller analog sticks to draw it essentially you've got a paintbrush and you're drawing kind of a shape to, okay to do something interact with the environment and if you don't mind doing that and you like story driven games and you like zelda-esque games i definitely recommend akami hd it's such a good game and i think a lot of people overlook it just because it looks a little bit blurry like the art style is really really nice but it can look a little bit blurry at times I think that yeah. puts a lot of people off. And it's old at this point, you know? You've had a lot of opportunities to play it already. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth playing it. If you haven't, especially if you haven't played the original, you know, at all. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've never played it. It is it's on my radar um, after watching some footage, but I'd, like I said, I don't really know much about the game. So it sounds interesting, though. Just definitely play it. And Pete, your number four is confusing me a little bit. but um... So my number four is the Nintendo Switch Online app. That's not a game. Uh, That's not a I game. I don't care. I'm, I'm counting it. Uh, I I love, love the Nintendo Switch Online NES library. I think it uh, is really well optimized. I had a ton of fun with it this year. I spent way more time with it than I thought I would. And um, I think they've done a good job of continuing to support it. So, like, as someone who is a huge fan of, you know, video game history, but particularly Nintendo's library of classics, uh, there's a lot to get into there that I enjoy quite a bit. And I think especially if you're like a younger player who doesn't have experience with those games, it's like a fantastic value. It's still not a game. Yeah, I mean, I love the SP editions that they're doing. I just think it's yeah. a fun twist on it, even though I'm unlikely to go back and play them as we've discussed before. I find the game's just too old to really find a lot of enjoyment in them. I think it's nice that they're adding things for people that were nostalgic for that game, for, for those for those games. They've got something, some reason to go back and play them. I'll tell you what, man. One of the best moments, like the best multiplayer moment I had this year wasn't in Smash or Super Mario Party. It was me. Me and my best friend trying to play Tech Mobile. <laughs> you should have seen me and Pixel trying to play Mario Tennis. We've hit like one oh ball between the two God, of us, and yes. that was that was the snippet of footage you saw in the YouTube video. <laughs> it was like the one time we hit a ball. <laughs> They're fun. They're fun games, man. And uh, you know, I think like as someone who didn't grow up with the NES, like I I understand if old game is old and they turn you off but i i think they live up to this day most of them you know the ones that were great then are still great now yeah like stuff like super mario brothers 3 and dr mario and things like that they they are metroid they are living they are living up but there are some tat in there like tennis baseball but they're fun <laughs> they're still fun to play like they're janky but they are fun and like if you go in with the right mentality of like i'm just gonna screw around and have some fun especially if you're playing with somebody else i think there's a lot a lot to a lot of joy to be found my boyfriend said he had three games for his nes two of them are on there which are excite bike and dr mario but the one he really really wants is waiting for so if anyone from Nintendo is listening, which obviously they are, he wants Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu. I don't know if any of you, either of you played that. <laughs> no, these are really Can't specific requests. So, 
Yeah, it's a, it's really really specific, but it, the, he just hums the music. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love when people have like really obscure games like that that are one of their all time favorites. It's super endearing. Do you remember that Sega game where you played as a comic book guy and you went through panels within a comic book? No, that sounds uh, cool. Oh my god, what is it? They ported it to like Xbox 360 and stuff. Oh, I did remember. They? I haven't seen it in years. I rented it when I was like. 11 or something from a video game store and i fell in love with it and i i can't even remember the name hold on one second i need to look this up i'm totally sidetracking from... our list by the way <laughs> <laughs> one from that era that i really want is um zombies ain't my neighbors have you ever played that, that yeah that game is a... so much fun it's so good it's a it, i think it's a lucasarts game and like uh, you go around and you're in the back back garden and you're trying to save all your neighbors because there's zombies coming to eat them pixel it's comic zone comic zone and you've got a little pet rat is that the one yeah, yeah, yeah. that's such so. a good game. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, back to the that, list. It, that might be coming to Sega ages then, I guess. If Maybe. It's a Sega game. We don't talk about Sega on this show, okay? No, no never. Number three, Steve. <laughs> is it me? Yeah. No, already? Uh, my number three is Katamari Damacy Reroll. Hell yes. So this only came out in the last month or so, but I've already spent a decent amount of time in it. So much so that I've requested the soundtrack on vinyl for Christmas. Hell yeah. I've fallen nice. in love with that game. That is amazing. <laughs> so uh, hopefully Santa brings that for me. Um, but it's What does I Am 8-Bit have that on vinyl? I believe it's a Mondo release. Okay, okay, yeah. But it's a, it's a fantastic game. It's so funny. It's so weird. It's just the most bizarre thing so charming. I've, I've ever played. It's really, really charming. I love the fact that you're the king your dad just is never happy he always thinks you could do better or he could do better and it's just a really fun charming game and i recommend everyone picks it up yeah i'm i i need to find time to play this game again like i love katamari so much and i'm so happy that you enjoyed it i might have to put a request in for you to ship me a physical copy pete oh i can do that <laughs> it's yeah. a gamestop exclusive in the usa so you have to venture into a store that's so weird okay that's fine <laughs> for you pixel i'll go Yes. So what was your number three picks? My number three is Minute. I don't know if either of you saw Minute. I have heard nothing but good things about Minute. It's a game that's been on my radar all year. I so, read a little bit of your review. You've read some of my review. Did I review yeah. it? I can't even remember. Yeah, I'm sure you did for the website. Or maybe it was the video. Yeah, you did a video. I did a video, all right. So I, as soon as I started playing Minute, I fell in love with it. It's... It reminded me so much, you know, like the old Tamagotchis that you used to have when you were a kid? Yeah. The art style is so reminiscent of that with the, like, white and black. He's like a little, like, octopus guy. He reminds me a lot of, like, one very specific Tamagotchi He, he looks like a Tamagotchi, doesn't he? And everything every, <laughs> everything in the game is so, like, cutesy and Tamagotchi-like anyway. And it just really appealed to me when I kicked it open. And, um... The hook of the game is that you have to do everything within the game in 60 seconds. After 60 seconds, you die. That's it. You're dead. No way, really? And you go back to the beginning, and you have to carry on trying to complete your quest, or your little thing you were doing to complete the main quest. Because isn't the thing that, like, what you do, like, it's like a roguelike, right? Where, like, everything that you do in your previous life carries over, but, like, you have to keep starting over. Yes, yeah, so everything you do carries over. You can pick up items, and... As long as you get the item, because you can only hold one item at a time. Well, actually, you might be able to hold two, I can't remember. But basically, your main item, if you pick up, for instance, the watering can, you have to put down your sword. 
And then when you die, that item that you've just acquired will be next to your house, which isn't really that conveniently located to get to everywhere else. So 60 seconds, you're running through, trying to do everything, panicking. They put characters in there which are purposely there to waste your time. You start dialogue (laughs) and it takes over 60 seconds for them to actually say what they're saying. (laughs) I'd really recommend you guys play it if you get a chance. And if it ever goes on sale, snap it up straight away. Yeah, I'll definitely have to keep that one on my radar for 2019. So what did you put as your number three, Pete? Uh, So I had Pokemon Let's Go Eevee for my number three slot. Uh, We talked about it a a little bit already, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but I was really, really surprised by this game. I know I went into it with very low expectations. Like, as a longtime Pokemon fan, I was very concerned about the, you know, addition of Go mechanics into the the classic formula. And this was before I even knew about, like, all the stripped-out battle mechanics. And, like, it's a very stripped-down experience. And the pitch of that was very scary to me. And something I was not looking forward to and something I was concerned about in terms of the future of, like, Pokemon. And I am happy to report that I think, like, my fears are totally unfounded. I think this game is really solid. The choices that it makes are things that wouldn't work in, like, a a classic, you know, standard Pokemon game. But I don't expect them to carry over. I don't think we're going to see the end of hold items or special abilities and all that kind of stuff. It's all going to, that's all going to come back. I I have to imagine anyway. But the other things that they did in terms of, like Pixel mentioned, uh, the way they changed the overworld some of the quality of life changes the ability to ride like so many different pokemon like those are all little things that i've wanted for a long time and actually getting them like does make such a difference the world feels so much more alive the random encounter stuff is so much less annoying you know like going through a cave isn't a hassle anymore trying to hunt for that one pokemon you need for your decks isn't a hassle anymore (laughs) I, I always have flashbacks of going through that bloody cave full of Zubats on yeah. the first gen game. I'm so we all glad do. you can avoid them. <laughs> and that's that's huge. And like uh when you finish the game and then there's like the Pokemon flying above you and like all that like it, it makes the world feel like it's teeming with life in a way that it never has before. And those are things that I think are are huge, huge innovations, even though like that on the onset they seem like small things, you know? And I think uh for all those things, like Pokemon Let's Go was an experience I really enjoyed. And when I was expecting to, like, hate it. Or that it was going to be the bastion of, or uh, not the bastion, the harbinger of change that I was not comfortable with. And it seems like it might be neither of those things. So if this is the only Let's Go game we ever get, I'm super happy with that. If we get the announcement that they're going to do a Let's Go Crystal, you know, successor, like, sometime in the future, I could definitely see myself being into that. So did either of you guys try out the co-op? stuff in pokemon let's go i tried it a little bit and it's it's bad it breaks the game so viciously like you should only play it if you're playing with like a child or like if you have like a significant other who knows zero about video games is it kind of like playing as cappy in uh super mario odyssey then in that regard no it's like it's because that there's like some strategy to it where you need to cooperate. This is literally just like, all right, every Pokemon battle is now a two on one situation. <laughs> and like I, I had a, a string of fights like I did a Let's Play series with a friend of mine. And the the episodes that we did where we were both playing every fight we got into, we killed every Pokemon before they had a turn. So it's like, no, definitely not something that you're going to want to mess around with unless you're doing it with like a kid. I think the idea of putting in was good, you know. Yeah. Let's have two people be able to play a Pokemon game together. But they should just scale the difficulty a little. Or just even just duplicating some of the Pokemon when you go into battle would have made it a yeah. bit more 
you know, fair. Like, make every battle a double battle, then. Yeah. So, Steve, your number two choice? Is Diablo 3, rather unexpectedly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this was this and my number one were the two games I wanted to add to the list that were old games that came out on the Switch this year that I definitely knew I wanted to get them on my um, Game of the Year list. I've spent a ton of time with Diablo 3 on my computer, but I've replayed the game entirely on the Switch, and I've enjoyed the experience a lot more on the Switch because of the way I've been able to play it. Like, me and my boyfriend were even playing it at the airport. Like, we just had him a Joy-Con, and we were, like, sat in Starbucks at the airport, and we were just, you know, running around the dungeon, killing things, and and having a blast together, which was amazing. Uh, But it's, it's the Diablo you know and love. It's completely solid, 60 frames per second looks fantastic and it runs on the switch uh so i couldn't really ask for more you can play as ganondorf that's exactly what i was going to ask (laughs) you can you so when you when you first uh open it up if you go over to your stash in the town you can pull out the ganondorf transmog and then you can turn any armor into make it look like ganondorf you can only transmog at a specific from a specific point it's very early on in the game and it does cost money in order to transmog but at a certain point in the game money just doesn't become an issue i've got five million gold and any new character you create it shares the same pot of gold it shares the same stash so you money really just doesn't become a problem didn't they put cuckoos in the game as well is that there? the chickens from zelda yeah yeah you can yeah you can yeah i thought you said cookies yeah you can so did i uh, yeah, they're they're in the game. They're a pet that can follow you around, uh, so that you can do that straight from the customization menu. I had one following me around for the, for most of the time. To be honest, it's amazing. Do they swarm on people if they get hit? Or? No, it's just oh. literally in the static thing. So, and there's only one of them as well. It's not like there's a a swarm of them running around. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, number two? My number two, and I'm getting all these in before you guys, which is brilliant, and that's Smash Bros. Ultimate. Not Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Probably use the official title. (laughs) Yeah, we need it for the SEO. (laughs) They've really nailed it with the latest version of Smash Bros. I've bought every Smash Bros. since N64. Yeah. And this one's... So you brought every Smash Bros. then? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I actually, I didn't buy the N64 version. It was bought for me, so... Okay technicality but th- this is by far the, the best one i've played um it's just even just the amount of characters that you can play in it now and that's one of the most appealing things for me is getting a bigger variety of characters in there from different franchises especially non-nintendo franchises because then you've got some got some fresh kind of fights in there that you have to learn the moves of and I hope every, I, if they do make another Smash Bros, I'm not sure they will. I hope they somehow manage to put even more new fighters in it than this one, because bringing in a whole roster of brand new characters makes it so much more interesting than just rehashing the same game essentially with one or two characters. I mean, I can't wait just for Joker to be added. I haven't even played the game yet, but I just can't wait for even more. I've not played a Persona game, so I've got to play a Persona game before the DLC comes out, so that I know what's going on. Start with five, unless you've got a Vita. Start with five. I don't have a Vita. <laughs> then start with five. There we go then. Um, but yeah, Smash Bros. It was a close number one for me, but it's number two this year. I will be talking more about Smash on my list, so saving my <laughs> thoughts. Oh. Me too. It might be my number one. I've totally played the game. It's amazing. I agree with both of you. You've just been watching all the trailers over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that trailer is amazing. That is such a good trailer. The World of Light one as well. And Pete, is uh, is Smash your number two? 
No. My number two is going to a little game called Celeste. I have sung the praises of Celeste on this show time and time again. We talked about it earlier today. Um, no, I know last episode, last week. That was weeks ago, mate. It's not like we right, yeah. two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Woo! <laughs> I I love Celeste. Celeste is a masterclass in platforming. It is beautifully realized art. It has in, an incredible soundtrack. The story is moving. It's a really special game. It's a ten out of ten. And if <laughs> any other year, it would be my game of the year. On, on, on Nintendo Switch, anyway. Uh, but the game that is taking my number one spot is... Uh, it's a special case. So we'll, we'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, but I, I could not recommend Celeste more highly to anyone and everyone. But especially if you're a fan of uh, pixel aesthetic, chiptune, you know, platformers, 2D action games, like any of that stuff... You you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't give Celeste some of your time. I've still yet to play that one as well. Pick it up, Pixel. I know there's too many games. I know it's it's insane. It's really <laughs> insane. Steve, before we get to our number one pick, I'd like you to give your honorable mention. My honorable mention is Celeste. <laughs> so I I've put it in as an honorable mention. I think if I'd have played this earlier in the year, it would have made it onto my list. But I haven't completed the game, so I want to kind of withhold judgment on it until i until i reach the end as to where it would be in the list do you think it would have been number one no no Ooh. no i don't think it would be my number one pick and knowing your number one pick in advance could not be happier <laughs> I, I could not be happier let's let's hear pixels uh honorable mention then before we get to number ones okay my honorable mention is hyperlight drifter and it's an honourable mention because I haven't actually played it on Switch. I played it on PS4, um, but I am picking it up on Switch when I finally have time to replay it. It's such a good game, and I don't know, it may have been up there in my top five, probably around three, if wow. if I'd played it on Switch. Okay. Um, so you'd have shifted out Pokemon? Pokemon would have been bumped out of the list. I've got a, I've got a real thing for these types of games, and pixel art always draws me in as well. And it's so well done in this game, and it's kind of minimalist, but enough detail to make it look really interesting. And do you like like top down Zelda games? Yes. Yeah, so that type that type of games always appeal to me, and it's mm-hmm. if I see something that looks sort of similar gameplay towards that kind of thing. I, I veer towards it and I have to check it out. And a lot of the time, the games are trash, to be fair. But Hyper Light Drifter is one of these games where I looked at it, I watched a trailer for it, I read a review for it, and thought, okay, it's worth checking out. And it still managed to impress me. I was out, it was outstanding compared to what I was actually expecting. So that's why it's my honorable mention. That's one that's been on my radar for a while, too. Uh, there's a couple of game journals I like who were really singing its praises, and it sounded like it appealed to me. So uh, maybe when you start playing it again, that'll get me to, to pick it up as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd love to give it a shot. Uh, so my honorable mention is uh, basically the same kind of situation, where it's a game that I absolutely adore that I did not play on Nintendo Switch this year, uh, and that game is Undertale. So obviously earlier this year we did our games club on Undertale. I sung its praises and and expressed how it's one of my favorite games of all time. I have not picked it up on Switch yet, but I have full intentions of playing it again. But 
Toby Fox just happened to release a second, the first chapter of his second game and follow up to Undertale right around the time I was going to pick it up. So I kind of scratched that itch uh, this fall already. <laughs> so I imagine I'll, I'll probably get back to Undertale again sometime in 2019. I've been wanting to play the game again for a long time. And, uh, you know, Switch is a perfect home for it. So if for whatever reason you're still sleeping on Undertale after its initial wave of popularity after it was ported to PS4 and Vita, after it came to the superior console, the Nintendo Switch, and we sung its praises for four weeks in a row, if you're still (laughs) somehow unsold on Undertale, please go give Undertale a shot. It is one of the most significant games I've ever played. I think that that honorable mention should lead straight on to Steve's number one game of 2018 on Switch. Yeah, my number one game, brand new game, only came out this year, it's never been on any other platform, is Undertale. <laughs> Woo! We did it, boys and girls! This Undertale, game become... of the year, 2018! <laughs> Doesn't get much more official than the Potscast. <laughs> <laughs> this game has become um, one of my favorite games of all time. It's well up, up there. Good. It is one of the best games i've ever played i had no idea what to expect i opened it up i was like what is this goofy piece of crap that pete's got us <laughs> to play it looks like it was drawn by a child <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> insult my man and then Toby. you play it and it is one of the most amazing worlds and stories and soundtracks and everything about it is just insane and then it gets to the end and it's just like you have no idea what's happening and it's just incredible. I'm still sort and how sort of halfway playing it through again to try and be good the entire time. Now I know, like, you know, don't eat the cake cookie that you're going to give to the spider or whatever, that kind of stuff. Now I know you got to get that pure ending. You got to get the pure pacifist ending. <laughs> you have to. I, yeah, I know. I really do want to because I sort of played it a mix, yeah. and I and I think that's the like. The worst way I could have played it, I should have either gone for evil, kill everyone, like Pixel, or or just been nice to everyone. I think I think your first playthrough, you, it's fine to go for mixed because you can't get a true pacifist or. Um, oh, you can. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think you can get a pure ending on either side the first time. You have to do it again. I just I love that it's like the second time you play through, it's even like I'm sure I recognize you. Oh, this feels familiar. It's just yeah. simple things like that of just how like it just like hits home that yeah we're playing the same game again, but it, everything's slightly different. It's not exactly the same. It's all tweaked a little bit. It's just really really cool. And uh, like I said, the soundtrack's amazing. It's going to be one of the ones I see if I can try and pick up on vinyl as well. I've got like a bit of a collection going. I have the uh, I Am 8-bit vinyl that they did. It's like a dual disc, and it's still not okay. the whole soundtrack because there's so much music in that game. But it's like the be- the cream of the crop, and it's like a red It's a red disc for the uh, evil ending and a blue disc for the, the good one. I'd love that. I've oh. got the... I've got the Persona 5 I Am 8-bit um, soundtrack, and I th- if I can get yeah, if I can get the Undertale one, I probably will. It's it's such a good soundtrack. It's on Spotify, so I've just been listening to it on there. Yeah, I, I listen to that while I'm writing a lot, or if I'm like you know like doing like graphic design or anything that's like not you know requiring me to like listen to yeah. words or whatever. I usually I often will listen to the Undertale music in the background. Also, I've shouted him out on this show before, but go check out one of my favorite uh, YouTube musicians, Ace Waters. He has an excellent Undertale covers album called Determination. There's like It's like a three-album series where there's like 
the light side, the dark side, and then the, it's like the red, blue, and purple side. And it's him in a collaboration with another musician who's like a guitar player. Great, great stuff if you're a fan of the ah, soundtrack. Cool. So Ace Waters, check him out. He doesn't get enough love. There's a few like standout sound soundtracks, like um, it's the bit where you're taking on. I, I, actually, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, so I won't. I won't spoil the game. Don't spoil um, anything about the game. Yeah, but I'll, I'll just say the bit that I can like pinpoint the moment the game hooked me, which was when you speak to that ghost that's led down on the floor and he doesn't want to move out of the way. Yeah, and then he like starts like the the music starts boogieing on, and then like he's like crying upwards, and like a hat appears on his head, and I was just like, this is just bizarre. I'm sold on this game, and then from that point onwards, I just I just went with it and absolutely loved it every moment. Fun fact: I have my next tattoo planned, and I'm getting the the monster symbol from Undertale, the the Delta Rune, the three okay. the triangles. Can't wait! I fucking love Undertale, you guys <laughs> love it. <laughs> <clears throat> all right so pixel my number one actually undertale didn't even make it into my top five i know what the fuck i, I was waiting until it. we got to the end i was like oh, you didn't even put it as number five <laughs> god so, let's yeah. go pikachu was great and everything but come on and after you had a go at me you've picked a game not from 2018 as well well you, you let me do it so it's happening <laughs> i wasn't gonna do it you let me do it <laughs> fair enough so Knocking everything else out of the park for me at number one spot was Hollow Knight, and I don't even know how it didn't make it into either of your lists. Have you played it? No, that's why it's on my games I missed list. Ah, the one that I, the I listeners played don't some, know about yet. Some of it. Well, now that now they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned it at the top, didn't I? I don't know. We produced the show on the fly. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> We're actually just sat in a pub. Uh, I've played some of it. I haven't played enough to even get out of the underground town oh jeez man you need yeah you do have to invest a little bit of time into it for it to get really good i own the game and have not touched it yet so it's like i'm I'm gonna jump into it (laughs) once i get a lull yeah i got it on switch on sale like a couple like months ago i remember one of you guys was like oh it's 50 percent off and i was like yeah that's when i got it yeah and i I have not touched it yet but i'm I'm ready to go whenever so it's my number one so you have to play it and i'll play i'll play both of your number ones which it's pretty easy because I have already have. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll play it if you play Celeste. <laughs> I will get Celeste. I will get. All right, Celeste. deal. What is it the soldier on Hollow Knight then? What? To be honest, like what's the what's the game and why is it your number one? Right, so Hollow Knight. I initially bought it on PC when it first came out, and I've got a Steam link. So I, what drew me in was the art style. I, I loved the kind of comic art style, and I saw a few gameplay videos, and I was like, that just looks brilliant. So I bought it on Switch, uh, bought it on Steam, sorry, and played it on my Steam Link box, but the lag was ridiculous. And I, I played it for about half an hour and totally gave up. And then I saw that Team Cherry were putting it to Switch later, and I got really excited because I'd forgotten about the game. And I was like, oh, I need to play this now. So I got it on Switch. Picked it up, and I, I I don't really play Metroidvanias ever. I very, very rarely play them. So I thought, okay, I'll give it a try. It's different from what I'm playing at the moment. And as soon as I got probably about half an hour in, I just couldn't put the game down. It's it's one of those games where you just you progress a little bit, and you just want to know what's a little bit further along. And the environments, and the art style, the abilities, everything in the game is just spectacularly done. And... I honestly don't think another game could top it for me, probably for a couple of years, unless a certain game with little 
Aliens comes out on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I listened to um, Kotaku split screen, and it's it's pretty much they're having the same kind of discussion. Is it's pr- they're debating whether it's going to be their game of the year and whether it can make it onto Kotaku's game of the year list because it didn't come out in 2018. And um, they think the appeal of the game for them was because it was so difficult and and it's quite a tricky game it's not that difficult it was very difficult on pc when it had the input lag that made it ridiculously hard <laughs> i got to a point where i had like enough i'd saved up enough of those coin metal bits to go and buy something from the shop mm-hmm. and i was on my way back and i died and it and it just all evaporated away and i was like fuck so, this so, and i just no, i no, gave no, no, up no. when you die you can go back to the location you died in and your spirit will be there. You have to fight your spirit to get back the loot you lost. I had no idea. Yeah, That's but, really cool. That's a cool mechanic. But if you die to your spirit, if your spirit kills you, then it's lost forever. Okay. Well, I've just been carrying on as the normal as if it had been lost anyway. And like just going around f- well, finding some more enemies but to if, kill. If you were going that way and you died, that was the way you should have been going. I know you have to backtrack in the game a bit. I won't spoil it. It's really, really fast underground area to explore. Yeah, but that's like a metro of any. You have to backtrack to get to other areas that you couldn't get to right. previously. Yeah, but if you go back to the same place, you can get your money back. And I would say money is not really that important in the game anyway. I, w- I was trying to buy a map from the little map man. Okay, yeah. So that's another thing I love about the game. Actually, all the characters in it are so well done. So funny. Have you have you played the have you played the Godmaster DLC yet? I haven't played DLC yet. Okay, it's gonna be on your like Christmas playlist then. Yeah, uh, Hollow Knight's probably gonna be on. Yeah, it's probably gonna be my Christmas game this year. Apart from another game I'm nice. going to play, but I'll talk about that later. Okay. And uh, I think I have a sneaky suspicion Pete might want to tell us his number one game. My number one game is, <clears throat> of course, I think. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. What's that? I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Uh, charming little indie title. You know, I, I, it won a <laughs> student game of the year at the Game Awards. Now, uh, you know, obviously we have talked ad nauseum about Super Smash Brothers on this show, so I don't need to go into it too much more. But uh, like I said, Celeste would have been my game any other year, but Smash is Smash, and Smash is an institution. You know, Smash is a game that I will play until they make another Smash, uh, which <laughs> at this rate could be, who knows, right? The Switch is successful. It could be five, could be six, seven years from now before we get another Smash. I could have a child before there's another Super Smash Brothers in this world. You know, who knows? Your child might even beat you at the next Smash. Who knows? Who's to say, Pixel? I mean, Pete, that's only nine months. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. So... I love Smash. I love what Smash is. I love what Smash represents uh, as both an honoring of Nintendo's history and as, I think, just about the ultimate couch co-op game. And I look forward to spending months and years to come with it. So, yeah, I think unquestionably I have to give it the top game of the year for, for Nintendo. So, interestingly, if we go through all of our top five lists, the actual universal top five game... Between all of us, it was Pokemon Let's Go. Yep. Unless you count Pete's honorable mention, if he'd actually played it on Switch, yeah. may have been on the list. Mm, and it's not on my list, though. So. 
Okay, true. Maybe, but if, maybe if you'd you have played Hyperlight Drifter, it wouldn't be on your list. Maybe if you'd played Smash, Smash would have taken that spot. I think Smash still would technically win if we did like a ranking because it has two higher yeah. values. Like, mm-hmm. being a number one and number two pick is more valuable than being a, a five, four, and three pick. Yeah, I guess so. I'm still surprised. I'm, cu- I'm curious as to what made Smash so high for both of you. Like, it's it's the same game. Is there anything new? Was it the, like, new Spirits mode that made game, it you know, the number thing. one? Like, it's, it's the same franchise, but it's like, it's like saying that, like, oh, well, this is just another Pokemon. You know, it's like, it's a new generation, and it's, like, significantly different than the last couple Smashes. It has the best roster we've ever seen. It has almost every stage that's ever been made. It brought back, like, a good, proper classic mode. The amount of music in it as well is just mind-blowing. Yeah. And, like, I don't even care about the single-player stuff. Like, World of Light, all that, that's all extra. And like, doesn't I, I really, really, me. I really liked World of Light. I've been playing World of Light, and I think that's brilliant. There you it's... go. I think that's. I think World of Light is pretty much where my Christmas is going to go because my parents have the worst internet connection <laughs> ever. No, no, that's fair. So... You can unlock the characters in World of Light and use them online. And yeah, I, that's the first thing I played. I played World of Light first just because I wanted to see what Smash Bros. sort of story mode mm-hmm. was going to be like, and I, I really enjoyed it. So while we're talking about Smash. Give me your best top tips, both of you, on how to be good at Smash, <laughs> so I can get so I can get good and beat both of you in the new year. I would say my number my number one top tip is to like just go in and do one on ones with the computer at nine stock until you stop dying every time, and then once you get to that point, that's when you can actually learn like pro strats. Okay, you know? yeah, I think my two tips for you would be when you start the game, whack if you're gonna do like individual fights, whack the CPUs up to nine straight away that's what i did and you'll improve vastly just practice Keep practicing and that's my other thing play every fighter you can so you know their moves because if you're against someone and you don't know what they can do then you don't know how to counter it so make sure you okay. at least play every character enough to understand their moves and there's a lot of characters yeah and there's like how many like 80 characters or something it'll keep you busy <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see you next christmas <laughs> That wraps it up for our Game of the Year discussion. Uh, Next up, we wanted to discuss some of the games that we missed, games that we were excited about playing in 2018 that we skipped over, but we're going to try to get back to one of these days. I'd like to keep this brief because we do have a lot more to get through. For me, my list is Hollow Knight, which... Like I said, it's already got already got a copy of it, so I'm ready to go on that one. Uh, Katamari Reroll. Yeah. Dead Cells. The Messenger, uh, which we have a review of. Of of up on the website, we uh, liked it quite a bit. And uh, West of Loathing, I haven't heard of that one. That's that cowboy stick drawing RPG that they put out. It's apparently very funny. Everything stick figures, but it's like a classic Western RPG. And I don't mean Western like Western Hemisphere, like old West, like old America West. It's uh, um, <laughs> it's Red Dead, very strange Red Dead Doodles version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, I definitely want to double back and, and knock all those out at, at, at some I'd point. I forgot about West of Loathing, you know? Me too, until I looked at a list of what came out this year, and I was like, oh, right, I gotta play that. I'm, I'm gonna put that on my list. So and then uh, Minute, actually, was another one that I that I definitely wanted to give a shot, and especially after hearing Pixel talk it up again, I think I'll have to double back for it. It's such a good game, and it's so frustrating at times, but worth it. What about you, Steve? So on my list, I've got Gris or Gree. I have heard that it's not very good. Really? Yeah. I'm disappointed because it looks beautiful. It really does, yeah. So well, maybe I'll wait and see what the reviews when the reviews come in and see what that's like. But um, that visually, it looks amazing. Uh, Civilization Six, 
Nice. Again, not new this year, but new to Switch. Uh, Sonic Mania. Another game with a fantastic trailer. Great soundtrack, too. Mm-hmm. What, Sonic Mania? Yeah, there's some really good songs on that. Is that the trailer that looks like the animated cartoon? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Okami, uh, Valkyria Chronicles, and Gardens Between. Nice. Pixel? So, Dead Cells, that's the one I'm really kicking myself about. Um, Same. I just haven't had time to check it out yet, and it looks so good. So, Dead Cells is one I'm definitely going to play. Moonlight is another game that I was watching for ages, and I just totally forgot about up until recently. And I'm going to have to play that soon. I might even make that my Christmas game. Katamari Reroll. Smash came out. I just didn't have time to play it. And it looks so good. Inside, because I really loved Limbo, and Inside I still... Oh, Inside, it's incredible. It almost made my list. Almost made my list this year. It's amazing. I should should definitely play that one. So, Inside, Celeste, or Celeste, how do you pronounce it? Celeste. Celeste, um, because you guys have just been ranting and raving about it, and it's going to have to happen, otherwise I'm going to get beaten up. And there'll be lots of of ranting from you when you're trying to get the strawberries. Uh, Maybe I'll just give up. No, I won't. (laughs) No, you won't. You'll want those strawberries, and you'll want those cassette tapes for the (laughs) B-sides. And unfortunately, based on what you've just said, it was Gris or Green. Um, But if the reviews are bad, maybe that will just get shuffled into the... Never mind, didn't see it pile. I know, like, IGN gave it, like, a 6.5, and it seems like a lot of the reviews are hovering around there, so I don't know about that one. I was looking forward to that, too. Metacritic's giving it an 85%. Okay. Yeah, but there's a load of crappy outlets in Metacritic as well. Have to give it a shot. But hey-ho. Yeah, so that's kind of everything that I wanted to play and missed. Was there anything that you really, really wanted to play? Oh, no, we've already done you. Oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Next section. So next up, we've got our most anticipated games of 2019, uh, where, you know, again, just kind of a recap of all the things that are on the horizon for us to get hype about in 2019. Uh, For me, my top picks were uh, New Super Mario Bros. U, Deluxe. You're hyped about that, are you? I'm hyped about it. I don't know if I'm going to actually pick it up because it's like I have so many games to finish from December and I just don't know if I'm going to have space for it. But I love a 2D Mario game. U was a good game. We'll see if I have time for it. It's on. It's it's not one of my most anticipated of 2019, but I know I'll pick it up. I've never played the game, so it's good. It's worth picking up. Oh, if, you've if you haven't it. played the game, then I'd really recommend it. But if you yeah, have the Wii U one, it's one of those games that I kind of see as Nintendo porting just to fill a month. Yep, and to like hit people like you. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe I'll have time for it if I'm itching for a platformer. Then we'll we'll give it a go. Uh, so then I have Shovel Knight Showdown, which is the uh, competitive like fighting mode coming to Shovel Knight, as well as the King of Cards DLC, both dropping on April 9th. I love Shovel Knight, emphatically. One of the best games of all time, uh, one of my all-time favorites, and the amount of content they have continued to release for this game is insane. Like, it's such a, such a masterpiece and such a great collection of software right now. I'm glad to finally see it end so that Yacht Club <laughs> can move on to something else, but I will definitely be tuning in for the last campaign. Is this one I should pick up because I haven't played it? You've never yes. played Shovel Knight. Oh my god! No, I've never Steve. played Shovel Knight. What is yes. wrong with you? 
I'm not like this is not gonna turn into a us chastising you thing. Play play shovel knight. That's a um, huge it's not gonna gap. turn into us chastising you. But Pixels just said, "What is wrong with you?" I mean, <laughs> in a really disapproving no, no, no. tone. Shovel knight has been out since like Wii U and 3DS era, and you've had 3DSs, and it was like a top seller on there for like a month and, um, or something. And and it came to like PS4 and Xbox and Vita. It's on the Vita. <laughs> I know. That's where I played it. It was fantastic. Get it. I mean, that's why I played it the first time. I played it like four times since then because Shovel Knight is insanely good. Uh, And then all my other ones are games that are like kind of off in the distance and we don't really know what the deal is. I've got Crash Team Racing. Obviously, hypest announcement of the Game Awards. Can't wait for Crash Team Racing. Uh, We've got Town and the next Pokemon game, both coming from Game Freak. Obviously, big Pokemon guy. All about seeing more from those. Animal Crossing. Give me that date. Give me that date, Reggie. Uh, and then Luigi's Mansion 3, another one. Cannot wait for. Um, sure, that's going to be a late, later in the year title, but... I don't Halloween. think so. It's got to be Halloween. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's got to be. No, so, I think that's, I think that's um, middle of the road, June. We'll see. So all those games are absolutely at the top of my radar. So Mario Brothers and Slim mid-tier. But the rest <laughs> of those are absolute must-plays, going to be the things uh, dominating my mind share in 2019. So get ready to hear about them a lot. Steve? So the obvious two for me, Animal Crossing. I'm Woo! insanely excited for Animal Crossing. Woo! And Luigi's Mansion 3. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, I'm very excited about Untitled Goose Game. Don't know if either of you remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's another one that I, looks like a real good time. Yeah. Um, so I got to play a little bit of it at uh, EGX, I believe it was. Yeah, EGX. And it was exactly like the demos. It was really fun. Other games I'm excited for, Pillars of Brown Ternity. Who did, <laughs> who did that? <laughs> I have not been editing your list. What are you on about? <laughs> Pillars of Eternity 2. That's been confirmed. This coming in 2019 by Obsidian now. Uh, follow up to Pillars of Eternity. I haven't played either of them, but it sort of looks like a... Uh, a, a classic game and it's from the team it's like Baldur's gate style right like that kind of top down dungeon crawler rpg it's yeah. from the team that that made Baldur's gate you know uh obsidian came from black isle so should be right should be good. yes i forgot about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. resident evil zero one and four are all coming to the switch in 2019 so um, i'm looking forward to getting back to resident evil probably play those before Resident Evil 2 comes out on other platforms. Hopefully Resident Evil 2 also comes to Switch, but that's yet to be seen. Uh, the Phoenix Wright games, they're coming over Ace Attorney. Are, are they doing like a collection or something? I believe so. I think it's, oh, I think it's a collection. Oh, dude, that's cool. I've never played a Phoenix Wright game. I'm actually... I might check that out. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to those. That's cool. Uh, Mineko's Night Market. I forgot which, about this one. I, yeah. I, this game looks so cute. I looks really, really, this really fun. And Catan, which is at the bottom of my list because I'm not sure if it's going to be any good after the debacle with Carcassonne. Although they are now telling people on Twitter that multiplayer is coming in 2019 for Carcassonne, but they haven't really put out an official announcement. It's probably local multiplayer. (laughs) (laughs) No, they are claiming cross-platform online multiplayer sometime in 2019. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, Pete. Anyway, not Pete. Pixel. What's on your... Guys, I went already, remember? Yeah, it's confusing. You've messed up the system. So, most anticipated games, I've thrown some rumor games in there as well because mm, nothing's going to get me more hyped than Pikmin 4. 
if we don't get Pikmin 4 soon, I'm going to quit writing articles, quit the podcast, <laughs> have a mental breakdown. Burn down Reggie's house. I'm just going to go live in the bin outside Nintendo HQ and shout <laughs> Pikmin today. So yeah, Pikmin 4, that's, that's the one I really, really want. And it's been in development for so long that I'm just hoping it's not been in development hell and they've just been making it this perfect Pikmin game. Flash forward to like two years from now, Pixel's just like sitting with like a blanket like wrapped around him outside of Nintendo's headquarters with like a steel cup. And he's just like, please, please, sir, give me some Pikmin. Do you have some Pikmin to spare? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. So they need to release that next year. If they don't... would would If they announce it next year, do a... Um... Like, uh, uh, and then do a Pikmin collection. Would you settle for that? I'd settle for a Pikmin collection if they needed more development time for Pikmin 4. But we already know they've been developing Pikmin 4 for years. So, it's coming, but... Give me the collection. I'm down. I feel like Pikmin 4 is still far away off, so I'd be so happy to revisit 1 and 2. And I never played 3, so... I'd definitely mess with that. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. I could what just scrap heck? the rest of my list and that'd be it because that's really what I want. That's it. Number one. <laughs> um, Luigi's Mansion 3. That looks awesome. And I'm really hyped to see that come next year. Fun fact, that is the only game that's on all three of our lists. It is, yeah. <laughs> I was going to add Animal Crossing, but I'm not that big of an Animal Crossing player myself. Uh, I do like to dip in. My missus usually buys it, so mm-hmm. I just steal it and play it for a little bit. See what the fuss is about. Kind of taken one from Steve's list. Um, even though I wrote first, he got to read it out first. And that's Minoko's Midnight Market, because that just looks, like you said, it looks so cute. And it's kind of like an Animal Crossing-type game. Um, but with more cats. With more cats. And that's all you need, cats. Just put cats and hats in, and you've, you've nailed it. <laughs> Metroid Prime 4, neither of you mentioned. You that's because we don't know if it's coming in 2019. Yeah, but we're doing rumors, too. Yeah. I'm excited for Metroid Prime 4, but I feel like it's so far away that I'm not, like, hyped for it yet. You know, until we get a trailer or something, like, it's a logo. Also, bear in mind, I haven't played Metroid Prime 1, 2, or 3. Have you you ever owned a Nintendo console? No. They're, like, 45 years old now, Steve, so it's the perfect time for you to play them. (laughs) It's just not owned a Switch, it's just been making stuff up this whole time. It's been lying. (laughs) Yeah, Metroid Prime 4, I think that might be their big E3. I hope that's going to be their big E3 reveal. Um... Fingers crossed. Whether it releases in 2019 or not, I hope it does. But there's a lot of games coming out. Like Yoshi's Crafted World, which I'm really looking forward to. And I played the last Yoshi game on the Wii U and really enjoyed it. Not exactly a hard game, but it's a nice one to relax to. And it's co-op. So I love a good Yoshi title. I'm looking forward to this one too. And I think the one game that most people in the world have been looking forward to since Let's Go, and that's the new Pokemon RPG. Oh, yeah, baby. I just really want to see where they're taking this now. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't put Town on the list as well. Uh, I'm not really into that type of game. You know, Pokemon's got a specific appeal to me. Um, But bear in mind... There are small animals in hats, Steve. Make it cute, give things swords, or make it like Zelda, (laughs) and it's going to be in all of my lists. I, I really hope they keep the dress-up Pikachu mechanic in the 2019 game then, because I, I love putting a little bow tie on him. It was so cute. There might not be a Pikachu in it. it might, it's the new mm. generation. What if they don't put the old ones in? They they always do. When they give us Let's Go for the second gen, we'll get like Let's Go Pichu, and you'll be able to dress him up, you know? <laughs> Just as good. 
All right, so that wraps it up for our game content. But before we get out of here, we asked you beautiful potheads. <laughs> no! <laughs> I did it again! You always go. <laughs> no, no, okay. So we asked you beautiful listeners at home to write in and uh, ask us your best Christmas questions. Send us your parody songs. I don't know what Pixel asked for, but you guys gave it to us in droves. <laughs> So before we get out of here, we're going to read some listener email and uh, and then we'll be wishing you a happy holiday and heading home. So uh, our first one comes from Asobi, who wrote in and said, hey there, since you guys wanted some more viewer questions, here's a Christmas themed one. Do you guys have any video game Christmas ritual that you do every year? Like, for example, some people play a specific game every year on Christmas or play a specific level from a game. I don't. I don't have a specific game ritual that I do, but I do have a game ing ritual and that's when i go to bed um i usually had my ps4 set up next to me now i've got my switch and i usually play like a game that i haven't played for a while like revisit an old game or something until it gets to around one o'clock two o'clock and then i'll go to sleep just before christmas so i guess it's a ritual but it's yeah it's a ritual it's no specific game it can be any game for me it's not specific to christmas but more the christmas season I always do at least one real big, like, 99-stop smash match with, like, my closest friends. And, you know, like, that's a thing that we do every holiday season. For me, I always go back to my parents uh, in, uh, they they live in the South. So it's a a while away. And like UP, it's not really specifically Christmas, but the, the Christmas period that I'm there. And we always get out like an old console, one of the old consoles from the, the cupboard. Like it might be the GameCube or we might get out the old original PlayStation or the Dreamcast. And we'll reminisce and get nostalgic. Me and my brother and my sister will go back and we'll all get nostalgic about some of the old games that we used to play. So I think my dad this year wants to get out some of the old Mario Party games he's been talking about for a while. So. Nice. Uh, so we had a bonus question here from Asobi as well, where he said, would you want a new Mario and Sonic at the Winter Games? And which mini games would you want most in it? No. No. I, I mean, I'd, I'd take it, but um, I, I, no, I'm, I'm not, that's not why I desperately want it. No, I won't even <laughs> take it. Leave that in the trash where it belongs. It'll be one of those bargain <laughs> bin games that I just look at and spit at as a <laughs> Oh, God. So, so the rest of these came from uh, Twitter. So, um, you know, go, f- oh, I'm sorry. Asobi wrote in to our email address, potscast at lupots.com. That's a plug. And then the rest of these came from Twitter, where you can follow us at lupots. So, um, <laughs> seamless. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just seamless, Pete. Just, <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. I'm tired. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> So this was probably my favorite question that we received. This one came from uh, Ryuxus. I don't know. Twitter names are weird. Ryuxus1. Ryuxus1 on Twitter, who wrote in and said, Would you like to see a video game adaption of the Star Wars Christmas special? This one I will say yes to. I would. Because some some things are just such a train wreck you can't look away. That'd be one I'd have to, I'd have to experience. I haven't played a bad Star Wars game, so no matter how bad the Christmas special is, I think it'd work. I'd play it. I've I've never seen the Christmas special, so it'd be a, a way for me to learn all about it, and I could interact in that dumpster fire. It would be great. Perfect. And that's a resounding yes from us all then. 
<laughs> oh, you know what? I'm sorry. We did have one more email. This one comes from Parker Deal, who's a returning writer, and he's written in previously. And he said, hey, guys, I've written in even if Pixel Par keeps my email to himself again. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as a fun Christmas-themed question, which of these characters move – sorry, which of these Christmas movie characters would each of you choose to main in Smash Brothers? Santa Claus, as played by Tim Allen. The Grinch, as played by Jim Carrey. Ralphie in A Christmas Story, Elf as played by Will Ferrell, or the abominable snowman, Bumble, in that really old Claymation <laughs> Rudolph movie. Looking forward to the specific. fun of your podcast in the new year, Parker Deal. I, 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 I'm, I'm claiming Santa Claus by t- as Tim Allen. I, I find that f- that movie so goofy, and it reminds me of my childhood, and the fact that maybe you could transform from him... And maybe like you, your special move is like you fall off and like hit your head or something, and then that's how, and then like you you turn into Santa as your like special move. <laughs> your final smash is you turn into Tim the Toolman Taylor and just <laughs> and you go <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So originally I was gonna say the Grinch because I love Jim Carrey, but I gotta give it to Ralphie from the Christmas from a Christmas Story because I watch Christmas Story every year with my cousin's husband, and I can just imagine how many great like you know shooting galleries t- type moves you could have. You could like push somebody's tongue onto something cold and they get stuck. You know, a plus. That lamp with the, that lamp made out of the, the, leg, the leg has yeah. got to be in there as well. Yeah, that could be his final smash. <laughs> Oh, got to take Elf as Will Ferrell. I'd just love to see him in a fighting game. He wouldn't even know he was in the right place. He'd think he's doing something completely different. I don't know what he'd do. I just want to see him in Smash. That'd be brilliant. He would just yell, Santa! Yeah, Santa's <laughs> coming! <laughs> if I could add one more to this list that's that's not on there, I'd want... Um, have you, ever, you guys have seen Jingle All The Way? Yes. You have Turbo Man from Jingle All The Way on there. Oh, Turbo oh my Man. God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would love and that. And then he like he like powers up and goes, "It's Turbo Time." And then like that's when his final smash comes in. And when his final smash though, it has to be he turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed up as Turbo Man or he's like, "Ah." <laughs> I still can't believe that's the governor of California. <laughs> He's going to pass this resolution. <laughs> All right. So uh, this next one come, came from Dimitri Vitterson over on Twitter, where he said, would you like to have a special Christmas Pokemon game that is an exclusive download for the Switch and only playable on December 25th and 26th of each year? Um, I think that's a cute idea. I don't want it to be like a whole game that I can only play for one day. That seems like a lot of work. It's like a 40 uh, hour game, but you have to complete it in two days. Otherwise it disappears yeah. forever. It's like, the sorry, idea... I'm not coming to Christmas dinner. I'm busy playing this special Pokemon that's only out today. Yeah, that's that's a little bit strict. But I think the idea of like doing an event or something like that like in the game would be totally cool. That was something I always really loved about the original Animal Crossing. Was how that there there were like limited events like that yeah. where it's like oh you gotta turn it on on Christmas Day and get your stuff you know like it's cool I like that I think if they did it like um, we spoke about Undertale earlier if they did it like that Delta Room game where it's just a small little tidbit that yep. kind of is like a little morsel of Pokemon that gets you interested and it's just like a Christmas basically it's like a Christmas card from Pokemon that you get to play maybe you get an exclusive Christmassy Pokemon that goes into the main game I think that would be a really cool way of doing it. So big, if it if it was a little mini game and like at the end of it you got 
a specific Pokemon that you could... Like a Pikachu in a Christmas hat or something? No, that's a bit lame, you know. Maybe a new Pokemon for the 2019 game that you get, but you can't do anything with until the game comes out. So it's okay. like, oh, wow. You know, like they did Meltan and they did a little teaser for that. That kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, maybe it looks you... like a Christmas tree or something. <laughs> I have it. Okay, I want I want Delibird, who's from the second gen. He's like a Christmas bird. He like, he's like Santa's little helper in the Pokemon universe. I want a Delibird <laughs> that actually has stats that make him competitively viable. That's what I want for Christmas. That joke did not land. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) You forget that we've hardly played any Pokemon games. There's a Pokemon fan out there somewhere who's, like, nodding along with me, like, yeah, I got you, I got you. He's, like, screaming screaming out loud right now. Yes, P, I totally agree with you. (laughs) Uh, So uh, this next one comes from OakGamer29 on Twitter, who said, do they use snow rather than ink in the upcoming Splatfest? Whoa, 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 whoa. I believe you skipped over something here. No, let's do that at the end. I was going to save that one for last. Okay, as long as we're not skipping it. No, 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 no. Don't worry, I would never, ever skip that. (laughs) (laughs) We got something special for you for the last question. (laughs) So, do they use snow rather than ink in the upcoming Splatfest? I would say that they won't, but that would be a cute idea. What would they do? Like, white snow and yellow Yellow snow? snow? That's kind of the problem, (laughs) right? Oh, (laughs) God. Probably best that we don't do that one, I, I think, Oak Gamer. <laughs> uh, so this next one comes from our very own Max, at Maxa on Twitter, one of the, the crew here at LootPots.com. And he asks us, what is the best ice-themed level in video games? My mind always goes, and I feel like this is kind of a cop-out, but my mind always goes back to the, the winter level in Super Mario 64. Mm. Oh, I was going to say that, like, uh, win the level in Mario Kart, because it's the only thing that comes to my mind, which I think is probably the win the level from Mario 64 that they put in Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm having a mind blank. I can't even think of ice levels. But yeah, I'm going to pass, because I, I can't think of one. <laughs> okay. Um, what about you, Steve? I, other than the Mario Kart track, I can't really think of any. All right, so I'm the only one who answered your question, Max. This is why I'm your favorite. <laughs> All right, so our last one comes from at Maxinwell on Twitter, and uh, he took Pixel up on his offer to write a Chris a Nintendo themed parody of Jingle Bells, which he has promised that Steve and I must sing. So... And Pixel, Pixel is not getting out of singing this. No, it's, it's for you guys. If you guys don't sing it, everyone will be really disappointed. You got this, Steve. I can count yeah, you in. You're gonna have to count me in. Count you in. You got You got Yeah, you got to give us like a tempo, like you know. Okay. Yeah, beatbox da, da, for us, Pixel. Da, 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 if you're not gonna be singing, you got like you got to be there, like giving us the boots and cats, you know. <laughs> that was me, Pixel. I don't know if Pixel's got beats like that. Pixel does not have beats like that. <laughs> All right, you ready? Come on, Steve. I'm, I'm ready. You in? You ready? All right. Three, two, one. Isabel, Isabel, welcome to Smash Bros. Oh, oh what fun it is to smash. smash. Solid, Solid snake, snake with a broom. Hey, Isabel, 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 please leave, <laughs> please Smash, leave Bros. Smash Bros. If you keep, keep spawning Waluigi's, we'll, we'll rip, rip off your toes. toes. What? <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, we 
did it. That's going to be fun to edit. Uh, oh, God. So, uh, and he had one bonus question for us. So he said, oh, and could we know your favorite Pokemon? I love after he got us to embarrass ourselves on audio. He then had he then had the audacity to go, oh, and by the way, what's your Pokemon? Yeah, I like this, though. I like this question. I'm always happy to talk Pokemon. Uh, I don't know that I've actually said this on the show before, but my favorite Pokemon is and has always been Blastoise, the evolution of the one true Pokemon starter. Mine is Snorlax. Solid pick. I don't have a favorite one. Ponyta in a hat. Boom. Mm, (laughs) Cubone's pretty high up there. That's good. Oh, yeah, he's Mm. cute. I re- I realized I really like um, Growlithe as well. After I've had him like hopping around after me on Let's Go, he does look really good running around in Let's Go. Yeah, yeah, he's adorable. All right, so thank you all so much for writing in. Uh, if you again, if you want to write into the next episode of the podcast, remember you can hit us up at the every time. I <laughs> swear to God, year in it's like every other time, right? Jesus. I'm sorry, guys. I'm tired. I'm going to come back next year with more energy for you. <laughs> uh, so you can write into us at podcast at loopots.com. That's P-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at loopots.com. Follow at loopots on Twitter or visit us at loopots.com. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for the podcast here for this year. Thank you so much for joining us here across these 12 episodes. It's been a great ride so far. We really appreciate you joining us here in 2018. And I hope we'll see you again in 2019. Have a happy holiday and a happy new year. Bye.